0: Sketch 19 of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton Cook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stage directions, read by Thomas Peter.
1: Miss Audrey Gay, read by Emma Sharp.
2: Mr. John Marvel, read by Chuck Williamson.
0: How it Happened. Scene. Beach by Moonlight. Discovered. Miss Audrey Gay. A romantic young thing. Mr. John Marvel. Not so young, nor romantic. One. She sighs.
1: It's lovely, isn't it? The moon on the water and everything.
2: By Jove, it is lovely. The moon on the water and everything.
1: It almost makes you want to be a poet, doesn't it? Only poets are always so poor. I know a man who writes the sweetest things about love and summer and things the newspapers and says he doesn't make enough to keep him in shoe strings. Isn't that dreadful? Don't you think we ought to do something for our poets, Mr. Marvel?
2: Yes, I do. I think we ought to kill them at birth.
1: Oh, how dreadful. Don't you like poets, Mr. Marvel?
2: Can't say I do. I know too many of them. We've got an oversupply on hand. Let's talk of something interesting.
1: Well, what do you think is interesting?
2: Let's talk about you.
1: Oh, but I'm not.
2: Well, you're so pretty, you don't have to be.
0: Aside.
2: I ought to be kicked for that. By Jove, she thinks it's a compliment. Uh, Tell me what sort of thing you like.
1: What sort of things do you think I'd like?
2: Well, you see, I've only known you three days.
1: But that's a long time at a summer resort.
2: So it is. I suppose I ought to know your innermost thoughts by this time. Unfortunately, I've been looking at you instead of thinking about you. What are you most interested in, in the world?
1: Men, you mean?
2: (laughs) So that's what you like best? Embarrassed.
1: Oh, I I didn't understand. I didn't know you meant... I... Well, I said I liked poetry.
2: So you did. What brand do you prefer?
1: Oh, I like Ella Wheeler Wilcox. Don't you?
2: Heaven forbid.
1: And sometimes there's lovely poetry in the smart set in those magazines.
2: Yes? Well, poetry. I've got that down as an absorbing interest. Next.
1: I like novels, too.
2: Janice Meredith and... The Duchess. She nods.
1: How'd you know?
2: How about the drama?
1: Oh, theatre, you mean? I love it. Did you see James K. Hackett in?
2: Alas, no. Theatre is three. Now, let's have something really frivolous. Society? Dancing?
1: Oh, yes, I love them.
2: And men? Uh huh. I'll tell you about your ideal. He's six feet tall, square-shouldered, smooth-faced, is or has been an athlete at Yale or Harvard, dances well, knows the world, none better. A trifle blasé, perhaps, but such a lady killer. About right, isn't it?
1: Why? How did you know? Who told you? You did. I never. I never told a soul except Polly March and Susan Reynolds.
2: Well, no matter.
1: Tell me some more. No. Now you tell me about your ideal.
2: Oh, no, I couldn't. It would be so embarrassing, you know. Why? He, with killing glance. Why, she. <sighs> She's so near, you know. She'd hear me. Utter surprise. You mean... He nods. I kiss the hand of... My ideal. Suits action to word.
1: Oh, that's a very pretty speech, but I know I'm not...
2: Don't you think it deserves a reward? He kisses her.
1: Mr. Marvel, what do you mean? Now you've gone and spoiled it all, and I thought you were so nice.
2: I am, really. But you did look so adorable, you
1: know. Well, come on. Where? Home, of course. I can't ever walk on the beach with you again, because you're so silly.
0: He, with faint smile
1: out of the mouths of babes
2: i agree with you entirely miss audrey and i'll apologize all the way home i'll go the entire way on my knees if you like
0: they walk away briskly two scene hotel porch miss audrey gay meets her best friend polly march
1: hello polly how are you this morning Yes, it's a great day for our sail, isn't it? Oh, yes, I'm going, aren't you? Who, Mr. Marvel? Why, I don't know. I suppose he is. Thought I wouldn't go without him. Why, Polly March, what do you mean? You were where? On the beach, last night. Well, what if you were? Saw us?
0: Excitedly.
1: Polly, you didn't see him. Oh, Polly, you didn't. Who were you with? Not that Hudson man. Oh, dear, he'll tell everybody. I may as well tell you the truth about it. Polly March, come over here and sit down. Now, give me your word of honour. Cross your heart and hope to die. If you ever breathe a word, I'm going to tell you. Of course, Mamma would be furious if it ever got out. Well, you see, Polly, it was like this. We were walking on the beach and we sat down to rest. Mr Marvel didn't say anything for a long time, but he sighed and looked at me so sadly. You know how sort of oldish and interesting he looks. And so I asked him why he sighed. He said it was because I reminded him of someone he had loved and lost. And then he told me about her. He was engaged to her and she had hair and eyes like mine. That's why he likes me. Her name was Evangeline. Isn't that romantic? They used to sit on the beach together. And Polly, he talked so beautifully and he forgot all about me. He just looked off over the water and whispered, Evangeline. And then he leaned over and kissed me. I never was so surprised in my life. And then all at once he came to, And, my dear, I never saw a man feel so terribly about anything. He couldn't say enough. He had just forgotten all about me and dreamed he was with Evangeline. What could I do? He was so pathetic, and I felt so sorry for him. But, of course, I scolded him dreadfully. You think it was mean of me? Well, I had to. I don't know, though. Perhaps you are right. After all, it wasn't me he kissed. It was Evangeline. There goes the crowd down to the pier. We'd better hurry if we're going. Now, remember, Polly, not a word to a living soul.
0: They rush off. 3. Scene. Hotel Porch. Marvel Meets Hudson.
2: How are you, Hudson? Great day, isn't it? The Penta ought to make good time with this wind. What's that? Did I have a pleasant evening? (laughs) Why, yes, fairly driving at saw me what where were you you old blaggard what were you hanging around for why didn't you whistle anybody with you not that march girl good god she'll spread the good news
0: takes him by the arm and walks him
2: well, look here, old man. It was like this. You see, Miss Gay and I had a bet up, a bull pup against a kiss, and you see, I won. Of course, it was all a joke, but I was brute enough to make her pay up. You know how these things are. Huh? Now, of course, it would be rather nasty for the girl if it got about, so I can depend on you to keep it dark, can't I? Much obliged. And say, shut Miss March up, can't you? I'll appreciate it very much indeed. Little Miss Gay is a nice sort of child, don't you know? Not too much brain, nor anything of that sort. But I wouldn't have her made uncomfortable about the affair, you know. Look, they're pulling up the sails on the penta. We'd better be off. There go the girls now. I say... Miss Gay! Miss March! Wait a minute!
0: They hurry off. Four. Scene. Hotel porch. At night. Marvel joins Miss Gay. May I speak to you a minute? They walk to and fro.
1: I suppose you know it's all over the hotel. Uh,
2: That's what I wanted to speak to you about.
1: I don't think speaking will do you any good.
2: I can't imagine who told it. She, hotly.
1: Well, I can tell you. It was that Hudson man who's such a dear friend of yours.
2: I beg your pardon. It was the March girl. Your chum.
1: You're mistaken. She gave me her word of honor.
2: Hudson gave me his. But that's not the point. I acted badly. I know it. I've gotten you into a scrape, and I want to get you out.
1: Well, after that bet story you told, I don't see how you expect.
2: How about Evangeline?
1: Well, I had to tell something.
2: So did I. Do you think it would help out if we announced our engagement? We could make it just as temporary as you like. Of course, I have no particular desire to marry just now. So... I would wish it to be a temporary thing, but if it would help you out, why... Of course, I'm a little older than you are, and no doubt you would not care to marry me. But if, having clearly understood the situation, we entered into an agreement...
1: Great Scott, I never heard such amiable condescension in all my life. Do you think I denounce my engagement, temporary or otherwise, to a man of your age? Why, you're old enough to be my father. Besides, I have no particular desire to marry just now. And if I had, well, it wouldn't be to a man who hates poetry and novels and all the things I like. And as for a man who has to trump a story about bets... "'to excuse himself for wilfully kissing a girl on a moonlit night. "'Well, I have my opinion of such a craven churl. "'Do you remember my ideal, "'which you described so perfectly last night on the beach? "'Well, it may interest you to know that he's a real man. "'His name is Bob Crandall, the famous Yale Centre, and I've been engaged to him for a year. I don't believe he'd care about any temporary engagements with old gentlemen. Well, good night. I hope you have better luck next time.
0: She strolls off, laughing. End of Sketch 19